Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Texas Signal Signalcast. I'm your host, Joe Desotel, and I'm here with my co-host, Jessica Montoya-Coggins. Hello, Jessica. Hey, guys. We're back for another week to talk about how awful the Texas legislature is and who their latest targets are. In this case, we've got a slew of trans bills. We've got permitless carry. We've got more voter suppression bills hitting the floor now. But I think today we want to start off talking about the permitless carry and what that actually is and means that's being heard on the floor today. This has been a long time agenda item for the right in Texas. Back in 2015, the Texas Tribune did a poll and found that only 10% of Texans support permitless carry. And for those who don't know, that essentially means you don't need a license, you don't need training to have or own or a gun or carry it openly or concealed anywhere in the state of Texas. And, you know, part of this is, you know, has announced some some gun legislation and, and some executive action. This is all part of the show. So I don't know if you've been following these, Jessica, but I think you have been talking to some folks at the Gun Sense or, or, or at least gun safety organizations. Do uh, you have any thoughts on on what's happening there. Yeah, the I mean, it's it was very sinister, as you said, that this 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 bill has come up and they're, you know, Moms Demand Action and um, a lot of the other gun safety organizations. These have been really huge grassroots movements, not just in Texas, but around the country. Um, so I actually got alerts from these national organizations about this. And, you know, there was also a group of religious leaders that came to the Capitol. They were wearing white. Um, and so many uh, Democratic members also wore white to, to stand in solidarity with them um, against this legislation. And they were actually kicked out of the Capitol, um, which is, uh, I don't know what level of hands made tail that is, but that's, that's pretty high just to do that. Um, but no, it is, it is very, very scary. Um, and I, uh, you know, I, I've talked a, a lot over the, this past uh, session with Representative Jasmine Crockett uh, she has been very vocal against this, as have been many members. Um, uh, Representative Crockett is herself someone who uh, has has been uh, has, has seen firsthand gun violence, uh, which is not something that I knew. She shared that on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, this is this is very very scary, um, and it is I think something that we're we're going to see ramifications of if this does ultimately end up on Abbott's desk. Yeah, and it's just funny. So the North Texas former Senator Don Huffines, who's from your neck of the woods, basically, I think he said something like, finally, the ledge is doing something like this is what he's been fighting for for years when he was in the legislature. And one of the reasons why I think he's even threatening now to potentially run for governor is for this type of thing. Uh, to, to put out there. And I think it's so, I mean, you use a good word, sinister, it's in, that we're seeing these voter suppression bills go through right now, uh, all about voter ID, which a lot of these bills aren't even about voter ID. We already have that in Texas. They just tried to frame it that way because that's actually a popular, uh, it's a popular item policy for most people. And I think mostly just on branding. I, I don't really think people understand what the actual voter ID laws are in Texas. They just say, oh yeah, sure, I have a driver's license. Why shouldn't you have to show that to vote? 
And one of the pieces of ID they will allow you to use is, of course, your concealed handgun license. So it's interesting that and I you guess can't, you cannot use a college. You cannot use a college ID, though. No, 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 no. No, no, you cannot use a college ID, a state-issued college ID, mind you, to uh, to to vote. But you can use a concealed handgun license, and you won't even need it anymore to actually carry a gun. So what's actually even the point of having a concealed handgun license anymore? But it's it's pretty wild, and there's a lot of people that have, you know, been a victims of, you know, gun violence on a number of different levels. I mean, I've actually been held up and, and robbed at gunpoint before. Um, I didn't, I didn't really have anything to give, but uh, I was very lucky that the guy didn't know how to use a gun because he absolutely tried to shoot me. And he, he, he was like trying to pull the trigger and I guess it didn't work. And so we, I kind of like fought him off and then um, I ended up running behind a dumpster, which he like chased me behind. And then some people heard commotion and they came outside, he ran off and then he pulled the trigger and shot the gun, which tells me he had no idea what he was doing. He had no idea how to use the gun. Now in that case, I'm glad he didn't know how to use the gun, but wouldn't it have been better if he didn't have it in the first place? I mean, the people who are, you know, the good guy with the gun scenario, those people who wait for that scenario, which is a really weird thing to just kind of like daydream about, but those people, you know, a lot of them aren't trained and they need to be if they're going to carry around a gun and kind of wait for this sort of like, I don't know, uh, I want to say sort of like Rambo scenario where they, they can pull out their AR-15 and save the day or whatever. Um, but I mean, the training, you, you may remember this, but last session, they lowered the training requirement. It was essentially a two-day course, you know, because it was something like 12 hours or basically it was like two classes that you could do over two days. And they lowered it to make to like four hours or something like that. I don't remember the exact numbers, but I do remember last session, they lowered the requirements. And so this time their effort is, of course, to totally remove the requirements altogether. Absolutely. Um, astonishing when you when you think that you know guns do kill people despite what they think and and if they don't they think it is the people that kill people well it's the people that we're actually trying to train and the people that we want to actually have a permit uh, so they don't kill people um, so whatever frame you want to use it's really irresponsible and and to to think that they're doing that and at the same time, pushing all these voter suppression bills is is just mind numbing, and it just tells us about our priority issues that these guys have up there. Um, you know, I just don't know what what it's going to take for the for, for them to be freaked out or scared or change their priorities. I, I don't know if you've seen any indication that they plan to. I, I don't think so, and I'm so sorry to hear about your experience, Joe, because that is, I think, a very traumatic thing to to deal with and to have happened to you. And, you know, as you say, I the, the, the idea that people are could just operate these guns without any sort of knowledge of them or any permitting is very scary. You have to have a permit to cut hair in Texas. You need to have a permit or some sort of licensing requirement to become a yoga instructor. Like these are, these are things. And I, and I love hairstylists. I love all yoga instructors. I think they're, they're awesome. 
Um, but like, these are the things that we ask of them. So I'm not entirely sure why we're having less for a gun owner. Um, and I think to your, your point where you mentioned Rambo, I think that scenario does come up for a lot of folks where like they assume, you know, we might be in some post-apocalyptic, I don't know, maybe like a walking dead type of situation and you need to have all these, all these firearms. Um, but you know, so, so far that I, I think that is probably, hopefully, you know, not something we, we have to worry about and, but very much we do have to worry about the wrong people having, having guns. And I feel very sorry. We have a lot of younger folks on the Texas signal staff. And I mean, they have lived pretty much their entire lives going through school doing these these gun drills uh like the kind that I, I remember having tornado drills as a child i don't remember you know uh shooter drills and this is something that we are having uh you know kids as young as six basically do and you know obviously texas yeah. has been texas has seen uh school shootings texas was also obviously the el paso shooting in 2019 um which is still the largest uh mass shooting event for for latinos in, in this country I mean, and, and I know a number of representatives from, from El Paso were, were mentioning that. Um, this, is, uh, this is, I think, also going to have ramifications from people possibly thinking about moving to Texas. Uh, do you really want to be in a state where you could just go to a Chipotle and there'll be someone with, with, a, with an armed gun like next to you? Do you want that? I don't. Yeah, and you can't question why you know, uh, why they might have that or should they, or do they know how to use it or any of that. And it's intimidating to people. And I'm not even against gun ownership at all. And I grew up with guns, I grew up hunting, but there are, you know, legitimate, you know, uses. And we had to, you know, my dad always made sure that I knew what I was doing and I knew how to use them and, and, and it was done safely and a lot of rules around it because that's, one mistake and it could be fatal and we've seen it so many times and on the same day that Abbott said that he was going to make Texas a gun sanctuary state which is really a, just one of the dumber things I've ever heard of basically that same day he made that statement on Twitter there was a police officer that was shot uh, along with other people in a workplace and without background checks and things like that I mean it's not going to stop everybody, but man, you know, if every life is supposed to be sacred and they're supposed to be pro-life, you would think this stuff would matter. And it's just they're catering to such a small group. And it makes a lot of sense that they feel they could cater to 10% of the population when they're doing all these other voter suppression efforts to reduce the other end of that 90% who look at this kind of stuff and say, wait a minute, what are you doing? And to your point, businesses are looking at it. People who would who want to move to Texas are looking at this stuff and they're shaking their heads. And one of the other things we mentioned, um, you know, there are a lot of corporations now that are finally starting to come out on this SB7 and these voter suppression bills and people are, you know, really starting to, I think, change their attention from just Georgia to, to now seeing what's actually happening in Texas, which is really important because we're you know, several times larger than Georgia. And, and the potential here they know is that they can continue to win the White House, continue to slow progress on the national stage, as long as they can keep Texas voters from the polls. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, very unfortunate. So let's switch and kind of talk about some of the things that do scare Republicans, like, I don't know, trans athletes, 
Yeah, absolutely. To your point about that, um, you know, we have seen a slew of anti-trans legislation, uh, particularly as it affects athletes. And this is uh, the, the NCAA actually issued a kind of a warning to states that are, um, you know, enacting this legislation that they will no longer be holding college championships in states with 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 uh, the bills that we are seeing from this Texas legislature. And I mean, that's going to have huge financial impacts for Texas already in 2022. The uh, men's NCAA was uh, scheduled to have scheduled to have several games that were going to be played. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So the the NCAA uh, was, uh, you know, so they are very much, uh, I think, uh, saying, you know, don't don't test us on this. And we're, you know, uh, the the Baylor men's team, to their credit, you know, they 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 won the championship this year. I think it would be very embarrassing for them if they're going into next year trying to defend that championship, and they're not. They're, there's no. There's going to be no games in Texas, uh, and. And that, I mean, that goes for all sports. Um, I, the, this, this tournament, the NCAA women's tournament was played all, I mean, I think the entirety of Texas. Um, I still have, I, I'm not saying the NCAA is a great organization. I, I'm still kind of, they kind of tick me off. Technically March Madness only applies to the men's tournament, which is just, but, um, but on this, on this, on this, they, they are completely correct. And so, yeah, we, there's just a slew of bills and a lot of these bills too are just cruel. There's nothing at all in the medical community that they, that they are trying to, to protect. Um, there was a lot of heartbreaking testimony at the Capitol from, you know, children that, are, that, you know, as young as 10 years old, which I, I know as a 10 year old, I would never have been able to, to have gone to like a Capitol and, and testified. And yet they were doing this and along with their parents and, and guardians basically saying like, this is, this is just flat out discrimination. I mean, it's just so awful, you know, it, and this wasn't even an issue 10 years ago. Like, I mean, really just about five years ago is when this, this stuff started happening as far as I can remember and tell. And it was actually I mean, interesting. Um, so when SB 29, SB 29 is, is one of uh, Dan Patrick's legislative priorities with, with these, one of these bills that uh, would would discriminate against a transgender uh, athletes, and um, a lot of the Democrats on on the Senate were basically saying, like, you know, in 2017, y'all said if we don't pass this bathroom bill, it's going to be the end of the world. There's just going to be, uh, you know, men just like storming into women's locker rooms. Uh, yeah. Which, to my to my knowledge, the only like misconduct, like the only public misconduct I know of in a bathroom involved a Republican senator. But um, that's a whole yeah, I remember that guy. That's yeah. Old, yeah, that's all. Yeah, story. in an airport. Yeah. Yeah, so. and so yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So state senator John Whit Whitmire basically said, "Y'all, y'all tried this four years ago, and nothing. When we didn't pass this bill, nothing happened." No, but. I, you know, it's like you said, but it's the very real thing that can happen is businesses not coming here, major events not coming here. Uh, we lose conferences and all kinds of other business and growth opportunities for communities because of these decisions they're making. And it's been done already. We saw in Georgia some movies that were being filmed there, pulled, pulled out, um, and some other, you know, employers were threatening to 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 move out and and then republicans went 
nuts over it. Uh, in, in Texas, the same thing. They made essentially threats um, that that, and I think it was Ted Cruz who filed a bill or at least threatened to to take away the this nonprofit status. I think of the NCAA was it. Um, so, yeah, he's, I mean, he's been on a rampage. He's, he's also been very, uh, so the major league, major league baseball pulled their all-star game out of Georgia. And so he mm-hmm. and some other, uh, senators, you know, cobbled together, uh, a bill to, I think, strip them of some antitrust legislation. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, they're, they're very mad. And, and, t- you know, other states, other progressive states have actually kind of jumped on this. So, uh, you know, New Mexico also does a lot of, of film production, um, you know, uh, uh, along with Georgia. And so their, their governor and their legislature has, you know, sort of made it very well known that, oh, you know, our, our state, we're, we've, got, we, we're, we, we've got the blue trifecta here. We're not gonna have these discriminatory policies. Um, and they also, I think, just legalized marijuana a few days ago. So that's another bonus for our, for our neighbor state. <laughs> Yeah, the enchantment state. Yeah. So if you want to go get enchanted, that's the place to be. Um, so I don't know if you saw this, but Senator Lois Kolkhorst basically was at the Texas National Nationalist Movement event. They are the folks that push secession. You know, their state party, GOP state party chair has been pushing this idea as well. She essentially endorsed the conversation and saying that she would vote to allow them to have the vote and you know they broke out in applause they're very happy to hear that but i mean i feel like we're just going down a really long rabbit hole with these folks um yeah i believe she is the first yeah she's the first state senator to endorse this there's obviously a couple of uh, house members and i believe the author of this we he was at the uh, january 6th insurrection uh, and is is not turning over his uh, correspondence from that day, um, but yeah, no, this is um, as far as I mean, I, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic here, but um, this is kind of treason. <laughs> I think um, uh, the just word just a little bit, just a, yeah, just a, just a bit. Um, so this is uh, pretty nuts uh, that this is even up. For discussion, although I think maybe the way this Republican Party has been going, this was always maybe kind of their their end goal. Which I don't I don't know. Does then Mexico get to come back and be like, well, actually, you know, it was very shady the way y'all took over this territory uh, back in the 1800s. So you know, we now actually like lay claim to Texas again. Um, which in many ways they 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 might have that argument there. Um, but yeah, this uh, is. This is pretty nuts. I mean, yeah, it's about as legitimate as Texas seceding itself. I mean, because we've already, you know, we fought, you know, they fought a battle over it um, in 1836, but we also fought a battle over it again in 1865. And, you know, we lost that argument. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think if Texas were to even try to do that, and it's so silly, as you point out, the guy who supports the secession bill was at, at the the siege on the Capitol. That's insane. Um, and then you got the state party chair who's backing this idea as well. I mean, they're, they're, they're backing this idea all while saying it's the Democrats who hate America. It's the Democrats who don't respect the flag or the anthem or any of the things that are mean national pride. 
And that is so mind blowing. So they're going, they're going to ban and protest and cancel sports, professional sports, and I guess college sports. Meanwhile, there's also one of the priority bills of the, of the Lieutenant Governor is to mandate the national anthem at these events that they plan to protest. So in a roundabout way, they're essentially protesting the national anthem by mandating it at events that they plan to protest or cancel. Yeah, I'll be curious to see which Republicans vote for like the uh, national anthem bill, but then also vote to secede. So that, that'll be that'll be a that'll be a fascinating day. <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. Well, you know, so we always like to try to end on a high note. I hope you have a better one than mine. The only one I can come up with is that the, the official session ends in about a month and a half. And that's really about the best news I can come up with right now. But, um, you know, unfortunately, they'll be back again to do some gerrymandering. They got to take a breather for the summer. Uh, and, then, and then they'll come back to, to gerrymander the congressional seats. But in the meantime, hopefully we can kill some of these really bad bills. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, I, you're right. I do try to keep it on a positive note. It is, it is hard. Uh, this, this, uh, this, this week was um, challenging to say the least. I think if you were looking for positive news out of Austin and the state capitol, um, but you know what? Look, there are local elections happening in a lot of places uh, in in May, and so y'all should really check out a lot of local candidates. I had the opportunity on my other podcast, Text Mix, to talk with a really, really neat candidate out of Round Rock. And so, and, and, and she got the official endorsement from uh, the Democratic Party, as well as a lot of other places. So that's, uh, that is something to keep in mind that, you know, local elections really do matter. And we've got, we've got some important yeah. ones coming up. And what are they running for? Or what is she running for? Oh, yes. Uh, so this is, uh, Yannicka Parrish, uh, she is running for city council out of Round Rock, uh, District 3. One of the fastest growing cities in the country. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, so, we, talk, we talked about the, the traffic yeah. issues. That was one of the reasons she, yeah. she ran. Oh yeah, well that makes sense, yeah. Um, well, um, it's kind of funny since Republicans are also fighting infrastructure now, um, how that's gonna, how that's gonna uh, all shake out. You know, one little bitty tiny piece of good news, I guess I can say is that Texans are getting vaccinated. I will get my second shot on Saturday. Um, and, you know, we, we've been tracking on this podcast, Texas compared to other states. Well, we've moved up a little bit. We were like 48th a couple of weeks ago. Now we're like 39th. And I, I looked at the states. The we cracked states, the 30s. <laughs> we did. We are almost halfway there. And, you know, uh, the states that we lead, though, unfortunately, they're all in the south, I think, except for one. But they're all red states, okay. except for Georgia, which you could argue this is actually a state level issue, in which case Georgia at the state level is still a very red state. So it just it just kind of it kind of paints a picture for where we are. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm my my two week anniversary of my second shot actually comes up tomorrow. So um, um, there's I've got I've got some limited plans, but there's still plans. So I am yeah, no freedom. That's good for you. Congratulations. Happy for you. And, and, and I'll be right behind you in just a couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it will be out. And, and, and I'm gonna, I look forward to getting out again and, uh, you know, living pre pandemic life as best we can. So, True but uh, yeah, 
Well, okay. Well, thanks again uh, for everyone for joining us. It's uh, been another, you know, fun uh, time talking about this Texas legislature and their attempts to take away all your rights. But we'll be back here again. And, and in the meantime, another special thanks to our patrons out there who support this podcast. Um, if, if you want to help support progressive journalism in Texas, please consider going to texassignal.com and finding our Patreon at the top and joining that. We really appreciate it. You also get some cool merch that comes along with that. So you can let everybody know how you support progressive journalism in the state of Texas. So until then, all later, y'all. Bye, guys. <laughs>